Hello and welcome to Capital Ideas. This is where we sit down at the Capitol with members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives and talk about ideas. Today I'm joined by Mercer Island State Representative Tana Sin and Rabbi Daniel Weiner of Seattle's Temple de Hirsch Sinai. Reports of anti-Semitic crime are on the rise, along with increased threats and violence against Muslims, people of color, transgendered people. You've seen the reports. I wanted to sit down with Representative Sin and Rabbi Weiner and talk about this growing climate of hate and find out how legislators and individuals can push back. We recorded this on Monday, March 6, 2017, and here's how it went. I appreciate y'all coming down here for this special edition of Capital Ideas. I want to jump right in. I've got Representative Tana Sin with me and Rabbi Daniel Weiner with Temple de Hirsch Sinai in Seattle. The reason that we're here today is not a happy occasion. There has been a severe uptick in anti-Semitic activity around the country, and sadly we're seeing it here in the Pacific Northwest as well. Could you tell me a little bit about your take on this situation? Last week, as you know, there was a bomb threat at the Strom Jewish Community Center on Mercer Island. And sadly, that just brought home the rise in anti-Semitic attacks that have been occurring around the country. We've seen over 100 bomb threats called into Jewish community centers, Jewish schools. We've seen vandalism at Jewish cemeteries. And unfortunately, it's not just anti-Semitism. It's also anti-immigrant, anti-Sikh, Hindu, Muslim, other religions. And it's there's a great concern that it's truly not just a rise in hate speech, but a rise in, a rise in hate. Anti-Semitism and also anti-immigrant and anti-person of color, anti-Muslim, none of this is brand new, but it's obviously accelerated quite a bit just in the last couple of months. Do you make any tie-in to anything else that's going on in the country? Um, I, I certainly do. I mean, I think that the tone that has been set over the last year and particularly in the last few months, um, is really beginning to trickle down to uh, to communities. And I don't think it's an accident that we're seeing an uptick in anti-Semitic uh, uh, attacks and uh, desecrations of, uh, of cemeteries uh, in an environment in which the other has been so um, systematically objectified and has been, you know, targeted. Uh, for Jews, unfortunately, our history teaches us that uh, in any society, in which uh, a minority or vulnerable population is endangered, that eventually they get to the Jews. It may not be the first uh, group on the list, but it is going to be in the top two or three. And we're seeing, so, so in many ways this is not uh, surprising. If anything, this is a confirmation of the severity of the kind of discrimination, the tone of which is being set from the top. What can you do about it here in Washington State, particularly Representative Sin as a legislator? We have some legislation before us that I think will, at a minimum, send the message that Washington State legislators take this issue very seriously. In addition, I do want to encourage everyone to recognize that their power is in their own hands as well to stand up for their neighbors and their friends and the strangers amongst us and really make sure that they don't feel like a stranger and they don't feel like they're alone when hate speech or hate actions occur and that people really uh, speak up and and support our fellow man. Uh, Specifically, legislatively, there are two bills. One is HB 2097. 
that would, in essence, ensure that Washington State does not create a religious registry. We see that as an important factor given the federal travel ban that was proposed that Washington State successfully fought, very proud to be a Washingtonian, Um, making sure that there are not religious registries. Uh, We don't want people to feel fear, whether it's deportation or hate speech or discrimination based on their, their religion. So that's a critical piece of legislation. Another one, HB 2029, creates a hotline for people to call when they have experienced uh, a hate crime or harassment because, specifically because of their immigration status, their national origin, or their citizenship status. I think it's critical that we continue to uh, have those move through the legislative process to, again, further show our citizens in Washington state that we take this very seriously and that we do not stand for hate in our state. Rabbi, are you working or talking with other religious leaders from different faiths to see if there is some kind of commonality? Absolutely. Um, I don't know if it's uh, apt to describe it as a silver lining, but one of the constructive things that's come out of this experience is an affirmation of long-standing relationships in the interfaith community between the Jewish community, the Christian community, the Muslim community, the Sikh community, Buddhist and beyond. Uh, oftentimes these communities will come together in response to a crisis and don't know each other well and do so out of a sense of goodwill and good intention. But these relationships have been long-standing and have been developed over a number of years, and so it's wonderful that uh, these pre-existing relationships have been affirmed in light of what's been going on, and in particular, uh, in the way in which the Jewish community reached out to the Muslim community in light of certain recent uh, attacks on their building and on their mosque, I've gotten a number of calls from leaders in the Muslim community saying how much they appreciate how we stood up by them. They are looking to stand with us and we are looking to stand shoulder shoulder to shoulder together to combat this kind of hate and intolerance and to marginalize it in whatever way we can. And so there are some deep and abiding relationships that have been established over time and those relationships are a wonderful foundation upon which to um, join together um, and to respond to the current crisis. Representative Sen, the House has a Democratic majority. We know that these bills are going to pass out of the House. The Senate is a different situation. What is your take on the future of both of these bills that you referenced? With the strong unanimous support, uh, at least for one of those bills coming out of the House, I don't see any reason why the Senate wouldn't pass that as well. I hope that I am accurate uh, and that there indeed is a unified response. Uh, We will see and I will let those votes speak for themselves. Can I add that as a citizen leader, we are so grateful for representatives like Representative Sen who are willing to take significant stands on these kinds of crucial issues and proud of the governor as well and that we are very much in support of these of these uh, measures and are also uh, willing to respond to those lawmakers who uh, for whatever political reasons or other pressures that they're responding to uh, feel that they are unable to support something that really seems so binary that seems so black and white this is not a question of conservative 
a liberal, Republican, or Democrat. This is a difference between right and wrong, between good and, I hate to say, good and evil. And um, you either are going to be on the right side of history with these kinds of things, amongst many now, or you're going to be on the wrong side of history. And um, in the short term, though, we citizen activists and other leaders are going to hold our legislators accountable for how they, um, how they respond. Do you feel optimistic? I, I feel a sense of optimism in, in the fact that there is such a nationwide, if not a statewide, resistance to things that are clearly beyond the pale. That there are people who are coming together and putting country and society above party and power. Not enough yet. But I think every day we are, we are seeing nationally and at the state level increasing numbers of, of, uh, of politicians, of legislators, of leaders who realize that um, there's a line being drawn in the sand. And again, you are either going to be on the right side of history or you're going to be on the wrong side. It's the kind of thing where I think we're going to be our grandchildren are going to be asking us in a generation or two, um, you know, mommy, daddy, whomever, um, what did you do when these kinds of things were happening in your country? And I hope everyone uh, embraces that vision and that feeling because it's for that answer that I think all of us are, um, are um, shuddering a little bit. It's interesting, but just a couple of weeks ago uh, on the House floor, we recognized the internment of the Japanese Americans and that stain on U.S. history. And speaking up for what was uh, a wrong in the past, and making sure that we that we don't forget it, and that we apologize continuously. And of course, as Jews, personally, as the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors, the righting the wrong, the not standing by in the face of hate, is so important and is so powerful. And as we've seen just in the past few weeks, whether it was the vandalism at the mosque in Bellevue, the bomb threat, the Strom Jewish Community Center, the shooting of the Sikh gentleman in Kent, we are experiencing serious uh, hate crimes against people of different religions and different races. And um, we, this is a stain on our, on our communities right now. And I think ensuring that we stand up vocally loudly, continuously, to make sure that people do not feel like this is a new normal, and that we ensure that we do put uh, country before party, and that we put good before evil, and we put hope and action before fear. Uh, I think all of those are really critical right now. I think this is a very strong point to wrap it up. Is there anything you'd like to add, either one of you? Uh, I just also wanted to thank our law enforcement who have been very supportive and very involved in reassuring our community. I look forward to the FBI getting to the bottom of this so that we can stop this rash of hate crimes against Jewish community centers in particular. Um, but again, it will take all of us, not just law enforcement, not just the FBI, to get to the bottom of this and stop the hate. Well, I appreciate it. This is going to be uh, very powerful capital ideas, and thank you again very much. Thank you. Well, there you have it. If you feel like the last few minutes were worthwhile, why not subscribe to Capital Ideas on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov. This is your state government. What happens here matters a lot. 
The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats. Thank you for listening.